Hey, Hung Up fam. Welcome to another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. I'm Eric, a.k.a. Dante, a.k.a. Tennis Bay, a.k.a. Please Wear a Mask, a.k.a. Six Feet Ho, a.k.a. Stay Home, a.k.a. Mind Your Damn Business. I appreciate the support you all show. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. I use the hashtag support me bitch a lot in a way of letting you know I need you more than just looking or liking. Please engage and you get to choose how you want to engage. I'm also open to feedback. How can I make this platform better? How can I reach more people? When looking for the show, all you have to do is search at hung up pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Search on Insta, Facebook, Twitter, and you can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and a few others. Like I said, all you got to do is search at HungerPod or search hashtag at HungerPod and you'll find the show. This week, I caught up with a longtime friend and professional life coach, Tracy Cunningham. I've known Tracy for over 20 years. We got close when I lived in Baltimore and I was attending Morgan State University. We lived at the Paradox. (laughs) If you're from Baltimore or that area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of y'all may remember some time back, I talked about forming a support group under the name of Dante's Couch. And I did. I opened up my home to a small group of friends and some people I didn't know to get to know them. And we used that time to unwind, laugh, unpack, listen to music, share food. Did I say unpack? (laughs) It was really a space of support. Recently, I decided to take that concept a step further in becoming a certified life coach using the name Dante's Couch. This episode is a small glimpse into how Tracy and I came into this crossroad of life coaching, how we used it first to help ourselves and our future plans. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Yo, yo, this message is for the Hung Up Podcast. Keep doing your thing. Don't let people stress you out. Keep talking about mad issues that's plaguing our community and the surrounding areas today. Don't let nobody take you off your square. People got a problem. Tell them to find another podcast. You do your thing the way you do it, the way you see fit. Keep doing it. You're doing a good job, young brother. You know, you always holding it down for the city, raising money for the kids going to college. We need you, brother. You're doing your thing. Keep doing it. One. Got a confession? Got something on your chest that you just need to get off? Or you just want to check in and say what's up? I would love to hear from y'all more. Drop a message at 484-578-9992. Thank you.
Hey, Hunger Family. Welcome to the show. A very close friend of mine, longtime friend of mine, Tracy Cunningham. She is a professional life coach. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Hey, Eric. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to see you. <laughs> see, what they don't know is we spent the last two, three hours on Zoom. Like, we did. We did. And it's been, it's been, it's, it's been great. It's been great. So now you guys can join are the you party. Tell them, are <laughs> you going to tell them what I, what, what, what I helped you do? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to tell them. It's a secret. <laughs> okay. So don't judge me. No means no. I'm, I'm okay. No, don't judge me. I'll share because full transparency because okay. that's what we're here for. So my Facebook is very, very lit. Let's get that out of the way. However, Instagram and Twitter were non-existent up until about two hours ago when my best boo, my brother, helped me get everything situated so that when you guys go and look for me, you can find me somewhere. You're there. You're actually there. <laughs> exactly. So you can thank him for being able to find me. You're welcome. <laughs> and let's not get it twisted. You have been on Facebook. You definitely have a presence and a following on Facebook. We just really talked about expanding that right. and look at what it turned into. Exactly. It's amazing. And the thing is, is that, you know, before coronavirus and all the craziness that's been going on, you know, social media wasn't as big of an avenue for me to reach people, right? I was kind of hands-on. I had my group of clients. I could kind of get in contact with them that way. But now with everything kind of being shut down, you have to branch out. You have to evolve so that you can reach more people and be more impactful. So I'm super excited about just expanding just the ways that people can reach me and just kind of getting in front of a larger audience. It's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes you got to reach out. That part. That part. <laughs> That's all. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Well, we love it. I'm hung up on you. I introduced you as a professional life coach. Please introduce yourself. Sure, absolutely. So um, my history is very, very diverse. You know, I have a background in communications. Um, I went to college. As you can tell, I'm not shy at all. So um, I picked a, a major in communication. So I have a bachelor's in communications. I have a master's in management. Um, I have a certification in um, being a professional life coach and currently pursuing my master life coach certification. Um, I've done all the corporate America stuff, right? So director of operations, all that good stuff. Um, but as I transition into a new phase in my life, I really wanted to do something that helped people, which brought me to being a life coach. So that's my primary focus. I'm just explain, expanding my clientele and um, creating my own independent practice right now. So super excited about it. That's really dope because I know you you mentioned the corporate professional piece briefly there, but from what I can remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, even on that avenue, you were helping people because a lot of your background is in corporate training. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, I love to kind of see the results of like helping out. So you're absolutely right. You know, I did training and it, it was a, um, a traveling position, right? So I was 
all over all over the, the the United States just training people it was finance right so going and training them on hard skills like working the different software and, and and applications but then also soft skills like customer service and you know uh, management development so I trained a lot of the leaders a lot of the um, executive team management team so that they could then go out and have a successful team so definitely spent a lot of time as a corporate trainer um, and then from there you know I went into directive operations so I was running um, a fintech company which there I was helping people too because even though it was a 25 year old company it was maybe 30 people in the company so just protecting you know those people and making sure that the company is running and thriving and you know they can eat because we all need to be able to eat so i felt very responsible for that group um but now like with the life coaching it's just kind of taking ownership for my own journey and my own destiny and my own career versus you know working for someone else i wanted to kind of get out of the rat race so Says, I don't know anyone that travels as much as you do. <laughs> right? <laughs> you mentioned that the job had you on the road. What percentage, like, because I, I remember you traveled a lot. It's so crazy. what percentage would you say that you, you, you traveled for work? It was crazy. I would say at, like, the busiest time, it was 90% travel. Like, there was a point where I was literally home four days out of the month because I would fly out either wow. on a Sunday night or Monday morning and I wouldn't get back until Friday night or Saturday morning. So mm -hmm. I was gone five to six days a week. And I did that for about three years, um, just doing the, the corporate training um, piece mm -hmm. of it. It was, it was a lot, but it was fun. And I'm just curious, like, was that something that kind of was a, a pushing point for you to get out of that field or was the traveling nonstop not a big deal for you and it was something that you just love to do? Um, it was a combination of things, right? So okay. the traveling, obviously that was, I felt indifferent about it, right? So it's like, okay, I get to travel all these places. I'm racking up all these points, right? So, which is great, because I can use that in my personal time. I was meeting a lot of really cool people and, you know, having um, a chance to visit places that I would never visit. Like I was in um, Mount Airy, North Carolina, right? Like when am I gonna go to Mount Airy, North Carolina for any other reason than work, right? So just the random- You're not gonna go. I, I'm never gonna go, right? <laughs> so, so just the <laughs> randomness of it, that was, that was fun. But then at the same time, there's no um, sense of normality to life, right? You can't plan to go to a birthday party or you can't plan to, you know, spend time with your family and your friends. There's really no need to have a place because you're just paying rent to be there for- For what? Exactly, yeah. right? So that I think started started my progression into, I okay. really want to start doing something different. But honestly, the last company that I, you know, I worked for, um, it was an interesting place, right? And not trying to be too PC, <laughs> but just a little bit. It was interesting. <laughs> it was, it was, you know. <laughs> um, so just kind of figuring it out because there was a whole acquisition where we were acquired by a company, you know, on a whole nother coast, right? Um, and then just 
being taken over from being like a mom and pop that had run one way to being run by, you know, a billion dollar company that ran completely different and, you know, the whole politics of it all, right? And, you know, the whole box sometimes that you need to fit in to make things work, you know? And of course you play the game because that's what you have to do until you get to a point where it's not what you have to do, you know? And I was, I was, I was strategic in a way um, that allowed me to put in my time and support my team and help the company be successful. But it also allowed me to exit in a way that I was able to start my own thing and kind of be comfortable enough to see it get up and running. And I've been blessed and fortunate enough to have it kind of take right off. So, um, but yeah, that I would say that's the thing, kind of more of the, the politics of it all. Um, it, it's a challenge, you know, because I was, I was working in, in Atlanta right you know and um just being down south i'm an up north girl um and just kind of some of those things was it was it was a lot but you know i got in there and i got it done and then as the company transitioned to another state because they were relocated um to another state i chose not to accept the very nice offer um to move to another state i chose sanity right and i chose independence and 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 following you know just my passion versus the dollar so here we are <laughs> and just from what i know because you shared with me a little bit of your journey as you've been going through that it it sounded like the competencies that you were able to gain especially toward the end when you were about to exit that role you use those to help yourself kind of transition into your next chapter of your professional life. Right. And we'll talk more about that um, later. I'm excited to have this conversation about, you know, what life coaching has meant for you and done for you, um, especially because it's now something that I am starting to explore and I'm taking classes that you have already taken yeah. trying to catch up and you know having that conversation with you last week helped me come to a realization of damn I've already been doing this not only for myself but for the people around me that I love and that I care about so I'm really excited that you're here and that we get to have a conversation about it yes, yes I'm happy to be here I'm excited I'm excited about it <laughs> Now, before we jump into that, we're going to do our icebreaker, as we okay. always do here on the Hung Up Podcast. All right. All right. All right. So I'm going to fire some questions at you, okay. and you're just going to give us the real. Let us know how Tracy feels. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what song do you hear? Or it can be a smell that immediately takes you back to childhood. Back to childhood. Um, okay, I don't know if it's an actual song, right? But you know PB Herman? That little da 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 Don't judge Go me. <laughs> I'm trying not to. Go ahead. Don't judge me. So my dad, he was like, super silly you know my you know my dad you remember my dad he was super silly and he would always like now for your your viewers i'm sure they know who Pee Wee herman is like slim white guy geeky whatever meanwhile my dad 
chocolate smooth, you know, brother. But every now and again, he would just be silly and he would just break out in a <laughs> as kids and I would wow. die laughing. So that's one of the first things that comes to mind when I think about being like seven, eight years old and just falling out laughing and being silly with my dad. So yeah. <laughs> So, kind of along the same theme, what's your favorite cereal? Favorite cereal? I'm not a big cereal person, but I guess, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Okay, because the milk is everything. That Cinnamon Toast Crunch has some amazing after milk. Or, like, Apple Jacks, right? Like, because I'm trying to get, Mm -hmm. like, a two-for-one special. So, it's like, the cereal Mm -hmm. is amazing and the milk at the end is good. So I would say those two. You know what? I wish I had their information handy. Look, I'm looking on my refrigerator. I went to this uh, family-owned ice cream uh, shop mm-hmm. in here in West Philly. And me and I went with two, two of my homegirls, and we went for the funnel cake. But they had a cinnamon toast crunch ice cream that was unbelievable. Like I looked at, I, it just came out because that's how I am. Like sometimes things just like come out. Right. This little girl, she was just sweet as pie. I tasted the ice cream. I looked at, her, I said, "Y'all put crack in this ice cream?" <laughs> she was like, "Took your whole life." No, whole no, life. we didn't. <laughs> but it was so good. So Delicious. shout out to cinnamon toast crunch. I mm-hmm. love it. I love it. So when I come mm-hmm. to visit, side note, sorry listeners, when I come to visit, we need to go there because I need to taste that. That would nah, give me some. I'm definitely gonna take you there. Okay. Absolutely. Are you an emoji user? What's your, what's, what's your most used emoji? <laughs> the one that's like, like the like chick smile. With the teeth. Yeah, like, uh, like. <laughs> Wait, I love how you did the face, like. This is beautiful. Like, this is... That's my favorite one. Can you do it again? Can you do it again, please? (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. I think, so mine is, is, it's two of them. It's the one where you kind of look into the side, annoyed. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other one is where the face is kind of screwy. Like, ooh, like, what is happening? And the third one is the boom fire because that is what you post under everything that I put up. Boom. You already know. I'm I'm glad I didn't have to bring out the obvious. You're welcome. <laughs> the listeners are probably like, what type of cryptic insider shit are they talking about? We're sorry. Don't worry about it. Right. We're sorry, guys. We've been friends for almost 20 years, so this is what you get. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm back. (laughs) I tapped my AirPods and it Uh ended my phone call. I didn't even know, like, it could do that. Oh, wow. That's funny. Bless. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I don't know what we were. We left off on something silly, but I think we can move on to the next question, yeah, right? <laughs> okay. We're talking about emojis. We can move on. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. 
if aliens landed on Earth and offered to take you back to their universe and you could potentially reign as an African queen from the motherland, from the Earth, would you go? Can I bring you people like, with me or is it, is it just me by myself? You would have to go by yourself. No, I wouldn't go. You wouldn't go? Mm-mm. I, could, I would not leave behind, like, my mom, my sister, all of my very close friends, like you and, you know, other people. I, I wouldn't go. I know that's right. I wouldn't go. Mm-mm. See, see, y'all, this is a real one. Yeah. <laughs> be a real one for one minute. can be offered all the riches and gold, and, no. and you could be offered the universe. You say, yeah. nope. Mm-mm. I don't know them aliens like that. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Listen, I love you guys. I, I'm not about to sell out for a viewer that I love, you know? Uh-uh. <laughs> that's a good one. She don't know them aliens like that. I mean, not know those aliens. I mean, the first one is loving my family and friends, but the second one is like, I don't know what I'm getting my life into. It's not smart. Mm-mm. Everything okay. that sounds good I got a few more good. for you. Okay, let's you, go. That part. You're right. You're right. What's the worst job you ever had? The worst job? I haven't really had bad jobs. I can. I haven't. I, I really haven't. Now, you tell us your testimony. Go ahead. Talk, talk, come on. Now, as far as like the job itself, I haven't had bad jobs. Now, as far as like the people at the job, right? That's different. They're terrible. He's really terrible. Yeah, yeah but the actual <laughs> job, the task, I haven't really had bad jobs. Now, I can tell you some really interesting jobs that I've had. Like my first job was. I was, what was your first job? Do you remember your first job I remember ever? my first job. I'm going to tell you my first one and my second one because they're both kind of weird. So my first okay. one, I was okay. like 12 or 13. <laughs> and So you had your work permit from your guidance counselor like I did. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I went to mm-hmm. a, a, a Catholic school. So it's like the school and then there's the convent. So at the convent, they needed like someone to answer the phone. So I would like answer the phone and I would like make sandwiches for homeless people. That was the whole job. So okay. so for like two two hours a day, yeah, for like um, three or four days out of the week, I would just go there and I would answer the phone for them, take little notes on a little notepad and make sandwiches for the homeless. That's it. So I love okay, it. Okay, what was your second? Uh-huh. It, it's, you think it's weird? <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. Because think about it. Well, I, the combination, yeah, the combination of making, answering phone calls and making sandwiches. <laughs> it's weird, right? And then here's the thing. In hindsight, it wasn't really safe because I would give them the same, like, I'm giving them the sandwich. They could have you up. <laughs> A little girl, bless. I'm so glad. Last, we made it through. We made it through. through. Now, obviously, as a kid, I wasn't thinking about that. But as an adult, I'm like, that was not, it wasn't safe. Not an ideal situation. Sister Mary Clarence was not there every time I gave out a sandwich. It was not. Worked out. Worked out. Um, 
The second one, I used to work at the fudgery downtown. I went to Harbor. Singing and making fudge and the Baltimore Where Harbor. Cisco and Drew Hill was um, yes. found. Yes. Okay. So I worked I there you. singing and making fudge. <laughs> the interview. Because you're a singer. I, I, I don't, am do a singer. Sing? I do, and I do not often, but yes, I still sing. <laughs> Yo, I ain't gonna put you on the spot, but let me tell you. Please y'all, don't, because it's not boy. gonna be. It's not gonna turn out the way you want it to. I'm gonna hit you with some notes. I won't but... do that. I, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that to you, sis. But let me just remind the people, tell the people that you, Tracy, has a voice on her. Thank you. You can really sing. As a matter of fact, I remember back in our Baltimore days. <laughs> You almost became a singer. Like I, I remember when you were like seriously pursuing that. I did, I did, and I was working on something mm -hmm. with Sony. Um, it was, it was a big deal. Like it was, it was about mm -hmm. to, you know, happen. And you know, my mama, she was not feeling some of the things that they were saying. You know, protecting her cub, making sure I was, I was safe, and they couldn't get it to line up in a way that my parents were comfortable. We're and, cool with it. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Looking back now, as an adult, do you feel like, no, my parents made the right decision for me, or hmm, I think my parents sheltered me a little bit too much. Had they given me this opportunity, who knows where I could have gone? Like, how do you feel about that now? I think now, right, so for a while, I thought like, that was a mistake, right? So up until I was maybe like 25, 27, I would still be like, Bob, I could have been the next whoever and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then as I really started to step into, you know, myself as a person and dealing with some of my own issues, resolving some of the things that I didn't even know were broken in me and fixing them and becoming, um, you know, truly myself, right? Um, I realized that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have survived it, right? So it's one thing to give the illusion of confidence and self-esteem and, you know, being strong and ready to go. And there's something else to actually being in that space. So I always projected confidence, right? But I wasn't truly um, confident with myself and ready to just kind of be me and, you know, whatever. Um, so I think at that young of an age, at you know, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, and still trying to figure out who I am and who I want to be, and just making mistakes on a smaller scale. And it was before social media. I mean, it was popping, but it wasn't like it is right now. So you can make mistakes and things like that and just kind of live without being put on front street versus if I was a singer, everything would have been under a microscope and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I was I was ready for that. So that you were now that. Hmm. I feel like it was the right choice, right? But if I decided to cut an album tomorrow, oh, I'm ready to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but yeah, now and the great now, thing, and the, and the great thing about it is, people, you know, you can create and you can make an album from your bedroom. You mm -hmm. know, it's so easy now mm -hmm. to get your content out. Um, but okay, very, very cool. Yeah. And my last icebreaker question for you is if you had a super, if you could choose to have a superpower, what would it be? Or if you were a superhero, like what kind of, what kind of superpower would you have? Oh man. Um, I would say, I think I would like, Okay, this is gonna be corny, don't judge me. But like, super focus, 
I would like that power of like super focused. Like nothing can distract me. Nothing can break my focus. I'm never like procrastinating. I'm never like I'll do it later. Power that is. Right. It's <laughs> like I am just focused. When I go to study, I'm studying everything. I'm retaining everything. You know what I mean? Like because you have good ideas. Oh, so you would be one of those like superheroes that you could just like hover your hand over the pages of the book and you just you can you just digest everything yes just get all the knowledge and like if i have an idea like it's like start to finish i just execute and like that person you know what i mean like that's okay. and it's a okay. power that really we could create within ourselves with enough consistency right but if i could blink my eyes and be that person that would be amazing that would be amazing I love it. You just put me back to Bewitch when she would she would like blink her eye or she like her nose. My nose like, doesn't yeah. do it. I was trying to. I was moving my mouth and not my nose. I don't know, but I was. Okay, do it I, didn't work. I can't do it. I can't even. <laughs> it didn't work. Hey, younger family. This week, friend of the show Janae checked in with us and let us know how she felt about the whole mask on mask off debate hi eric it's janae um my stance on wearing a mask during the times of COVID is that you should be wearing a mask because the insidious nature of the disease or the virus i should say is the asymptomatic portion of it is that you aren't you could possibly not be aware that you have it so considering the severity, well, considering any virus, um, I think we should be more safe than sorry and err on the side of caution. about life coaching. Yes. Let me just say for me, 
And I, and I, and I really want to hear from you, like how you stumbled into it, like okay. what, what inspired you, right? For me, it was really seeking it for myself. Um, I was in, I was receiving professional therapy to help me grieve the loss of my, my brothers. In that, you know, I kind of, I went through that for about three and a half years. Toward the end, like that third year, going into that, to the last of that, the middle of that year, um, I started feeling like I needed something else. I was like, hmm, therapy, it definitely has been good for me and it's definitely gotten me to a good place, but now I'm kind of plateaued, right? And, and, I, and I was trying to figure out, okay, what is it that I need? I think I need something different. And so I started searching for life coaches. And in my search for life coaches, I was just, it kind of like kept, I, I felt like all signs kept pointing back to me because mm-hmm. I felt like I had, I was already doing the work right. of a life coach and I was already helping the people around me um, that I, that I knew or that I cared about, like I mentioned before. And, you know, in my, my last therapist that I had in my sessions with them, I would find myself, I felt like more of the therapist, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take away from the fact that being in that space granted me the opportunity to open up and to talk things through. Mm-hmm. However, I don't feel like the therapist helped me after that part, other than like offering that space. I felt as though as I started to think things through and unravel and unpack, I was conceptualizing and, and figuring things out on my own and and like connecting things on my own to the point where the therapist was looking at me like, wow, like, right, right, right. Like, you know what I mean? And then also I wanted to say, um, you know, just finding out that life coaching, and we'll talk more about how it doesn't replace therapy. Just knowing that life coaching can, can really be helpful. If it helps me, why not help other people? And then on top of that, you have the opportunity to profit from it. Right. Um, I'm finding that life coaching is a profitable business, a lucrative business. If you're good at it, if you mean what you're saying and, and, and you are really able to help your clients, um, you could potentially not have to work a nine to five. Right. And so all these things have kind of, and some other, a few other things, but I want to hear from you. Yeah. What has, what has gotten you to this point? Yeah. Yeah, I think that you you bring up some interesting points about just the differences between life coaching and therapy that you've kind of experienced on your own. Um, For me, I think that I initially went into life coaching because I really enjoy helping people, right? Um, Like you mentioned earlier, in all of my past careers, even though it was kind of very, um, the the traditional corporate America structure, Um, I was still not the typical executive, right? I cared about what was going on in my team's lives. So I would sit and talk with them about, you know, credit and the importance of credit and what's your plan and how are you saving and, oh, you're having issues, you know, with family and things like that, you know, and just kind of talk through tools and things like that with them, which, you know, obviously that wasn't exactly what being a you know manager executive is but i just feel like you know you have a healthy team then you can run a healthy business so um and then in my personal life just friends and family you know i'm I'm always willing to lend myself to try to 
be an ear for someone, but not just to listen to them, but to also help them discover tools and put together plans so that you can get out of the state that you're in. So, okay, I feel sad and that's fine because we're human, but what do we need to do to move you from the place that you're in right now, feeling sad to a place where you're feeling more, more joyful or more like yourself, or at least that you can get through the day, right? Um, so when I started thinking about what did I want to do after leaving um, the position that I was in, because I knew that the company was leaving the state and you know being um transitioned to another coast what do i want to do and i'm like all i've ever enjoyed doing was talking to people and helping people what do i do with this right in a way where i can just be myself you know and that's the thing with corporate america you, you kind of almost in a box you know you can be you can be creative and you can be caring you can be all of these things but unless you find a really rare company a lot of times it's like, yeah, that's a nice to have, but it's not a need to have. We need you to work on these sales, right? Where I wanted to be able to be in a position where I could help people and still be true to myself. I don't have to worry about pressing my hair. I can wear big and curly if I want to. I can wear my blonde streaks if I want to. I can work with the people that I want to work with and I'm actually helping someone. You know what I mean? Because the thing is, is that a life coach is not someone that you just talk to. It's not someone that you just you don't jump on. You exactly. Don't jump. You know, give me give me what you need, but life coaches are action oriented, right? So, and yeah. that's one of the differences between um, therapists and life coach. Therapists are more focused on the past and your current situation, and they talk a little bit right. about the future, but it's more so past and current. Where life coaches are like, we might touch the past a little bit, but it's really where are you at right now and where are you trying to go? And I just thought that it was amazing that, you know, I could make a career out of doing what I was already doing. And then as I started to study, I'm like, oh, and I can try to get myself together a little bit more because I started to uncover things yeah, about me. You know what I mean? Things about me that, mm -hmm. okay, this is fine, right? <clears throat> but I don't want to just be fine. Mm -hmm. I want to be better than me every day i want to be at least one percent better than the me of yesterday every single day absolutely. yeah absolutely so. like always striving to be the, a better version of yourself exactly exactly and i think life coaching absolutely helps with that mm -hmm. um and you know you bring up some inter interesting points because something else i'm learning about life coaching is that because it is an unregulated industry you really don't need a certification so anyone can be a life coach what i think is so awesome is that you know there are so many people out there you've done it and now i'm now taking classes right to me it's going the extra mile to say yeah i want to help people but i want to bring a little bit more than my life experience to the table right, right. so you know, going through these videos, and we chatted earlier this week, um, we talked about empathy versus projection. Mm -hmm. We talked about acknowledging biases and how this can impact a relationship with your client. All these things add, I feel, additional value. And another point that you made is like, this is, I wanted to help myself. Right. Yeah. I really had a desire to help myself. And once I realized how helpful I was being for myself, and, and, and then I started to share this with people around me, mm -hmm. and it, 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 you get to a realization that it don't have to be as hard as it is. 
Right. And that we actually have more control than what we think. Yes. And if, if it takes two people, or just like we, if we got to just keep adding and adding to it so we can start motivating and encouraging others, because to your point, life coaches are action-based. We want to motivate you. We want to encourage you. Mm-hmm. Let me help you get back on track. Right. Exactly. I see that you're struggling right now. How can I help you get back on track to accomplish a goal? Not right. unpack trauma, not deal with mental illness. Right. Right. But how can we help you accomplish some type of life goal or exactly. career goal? I mean, it runs the gamut. I mean, exactly. It does. <laughs> and I'm sure in your experience, you've seen that. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely does. Because when you think about life coaching, there's so many different um, niche that are available, right? So you can go into just being a professional life coach. So like one of my areas of expertise is um, image and brand development, because I am, my professional background is operations, it's marketing, it's all these things. So then you're entering into a territory where you're not just a life coach, you're not just a consultant, you're a hybrid, right? So now I'm giving you professional experience, life experience, but then that's the consultant piece. And then I'm giving you um, accountability, right? I'm being your accountability partner. I'm making sure that you're executing on the plan that you, you need to get done. I'm helping you to evaluate some of the things that maybe you do subconsciously that you don't notice, but once you share your reflection from journal time or whatever activity we're working on, then we see things that maybe you're blind eye because it's you haven't noticed and you kind of position people to grow, right? That's one of the things because therapists are amazing. And of course, Eric and I aren't trying to discount therapists at all. If you need the help, please, please, please go get the help. However, if you are in a position where it's not necessarily deep trauma, like Eric said, not unpacking deep trauma, but maybe you're just procrastinating. Maybe you need someone to bounce ideas off of. Maybe, you know, just you need some direction, some guidance, and you're not sure which way to go. Exactly, motivation. That's Someone to see you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're really hitting on something that sits with me, and it's that I feel that people have to be very, not that they're not intentional about seeking out therapy, but sometimes with therapy, you need it and you don't seek it out. I right. feel like with life coaching, you have to be really intentional about seeking out a life coach. Yes. You want a life coach. Yes, yes, exactly. And the thing is, is that everyone has a life coach to, to some degree, but like you said, mm-hmm. it's the extra effort that you put into it. Now, you may never take a certification class, but you would want to do research because people are coming to you for help. So you can't just sit on the phone and just let them vent and then you talk and then nothing is done. So you have to learn those tools, mm-hmm. icebreakers. There's games like the Wheel of Life and different things like that, mm-hmm. that you kind of help people prioritize and plan. Because that's the thing. If if you go into it and you have a life coach, whether you're seeking a life coach or you're interested in becoming a life coach, the actions at the end determine your success. So if at the end of six months, you're still in the same exact place that you were, then I failed as a life coach. You know what I mean? So there's accountability on both sides of it. And one of my qualifiers, you mentioned biases, I can't work with people who are not going to follow through. That is literally, I will not work with you. Now, everybody, life comes up, right? Things happen. 
Exactly. Things happen, life comes up, whatever. But if I continuously, you know, there's homework or research or whatever that we're working on to get you where you need to go and you're not ready to really focus and commit, I can't work with you because your success, my success is based on your success. So I need you to be successful. I need you to want it. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we got to acknowledge our own biases so that mm-hmm. way we can create boundaries of what we can and cannot tolerate. Exactly, exactly. Because you won't go out and say, Tracy's not a good life coach because you didn't want to complete the task, right? And just right. like if right. I wasn't one because I wasn't focused enough to help you discover tasks that work for you and help you follow through. So it's more of a, a partnership, right? The life right. coach and the client right. relationship is more of a partnership. Right. It's more of a collaboration. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. a partnership, a collaboration. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It really, I, I really like that. And mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't even know that was one of the reasons why I was speaking out of life coach, but it was. It was like I needed someone to be there in my, just in my corner with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, it's so funny if I can, just a quick story. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was interviewing um, a young lady for a, a different business that, that I work on with like marketing and websites. And she's like, you know, I really wanna, wanna work with someone that can help me get things through. I don't have anyone to talk to. I don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of because she was really, really smart. As we talked, I'm like, oh, she has the answers but I don't understand why she doesn't know that she has the answers. I'm like, just talking to you, you're more ready than you feel, but you just need someone to kind of talk it out with you. And she didn't have that, that person in her life. And, um, I decided that, you know what, I'm just going to do some pro bono work and I'm just going to work with her because I, I have the ability and that's the benefit of kind of being a life coach. You choose who you want to work with. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and work with her. I'm going to go ahead and help her. Out. I'm going to give her a month of sessions once a week and see how I can get her done. In a month, we picked her business name. We helped her figure out her slogan. We helped her go ahead and set boundaries in her personal life so that her family, her husband, her kids could understand why she's grinding and working this hard. You know what I mean? She created new email addresses for her business. She did a proposal for her nine to five, all in just four sessions because she was committed to, I have someone, like you said, in my corner to be my cheerleader, to keep me accountable, to help me create a plan. And she capitalized on it. And it was amazing. You know what I mean? And that's the benefit of being a life coach and working with people because you can be proud of having a hand in someone who felt like maybe I can't get this done and just watching them skyrocket. It's just amazing. I love it. It is. It is. And to be a witness of that and a Mm -hmm. spectator of that, it kind of reminds me of, you know, I've worked in higher ed for almost 10 years now. And it kind of, it sort of reminds me of seeing students graduate. It's like, wow you finally made it right. you know this goal that you set out to to accomplish you've done it despite the challenges because it, it it wasn't easy and it wasn't supposed to be easy right um and you got through it and it, it really is a moment just a proud moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it really really is it is i agree so we've been talking about it a little bit like weaving in and out of it but i want to talk about you know, how a little, a little personal reflection for us. Let's talk about how we've used it in our personal lives to to help us uh, self-care, accomplish goals. It's definitely helped me like just slow down a little bit and be in the present, understanding that 
The past is over, so that doesn't exist anymore. The future hasn't happened yet, so that doesn't exist. The only thing that is real, the only thing that matters, the only thing that's promised to me, if anything is promised, is this very moment that we're in right now. So self-caring, especially during this pandemic, for me, I know for a fact would look different if there was no pandemic at all. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. before the pandemic, I was self-caring. You know, I mm-hmm. had my ways of self-caring. Mm-hmm. However, now that there's been a pandemic, we've all been forced to sit down. Yeah. Okay. So for me, you know, it's been spending time home, spending time with my dog. I've, I have never spent this much time home ever. And just think of, I mean, rent. Mm-hmm. Or in some cases, mortgage is our biggest, one of our biggest bills. Yeah. And we don't get to spend any time there because the world is constantly pulling us out mm-hmm. of that space. Okay? Exactly. Just overall, the ripping and running, the, the, exa- the exa- exhaustion, how we glorify being exhausted, not getting sleep is glorified. Mm-hmm. If you didn't get any sleep, but you worked seven jobs, that's glorified. No, mm-hmm. that's killing us. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and furthermore, why is the expectation that you have to work seven jobs to survive? Right. That part. Especially if you have children. Shouldn't you be spending time with your children? And right. Your family? Exactly. Isn't that more important? Exactly. Um, and so with that, like, life coaching has helped me understand my love language, which is spending quality time with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not, I can't be a friend virtually or just by social media i need to spend time with you right exactly exactly i definitely understand that um i think for me it's it's definitely been um an eye-opener it's you know i I do self-care right just but on a surface scale initially it was very surface right you take time you read a book you take a bath you know you call a friend it was surface but i think for for me life coaching made me go deeper right so things like self-commitment so if i if i can commit to you i can commit to being on this podcast i can commit to being there for my sister i can commit to being there for my mom or whoever else i need to commit to myself so if i tell myself you're going to get up at 6.30 in the morning and you're going to do your morning routine and then you're going to go and walk in the morning every morning because you're trying to get healthy, you know, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Then there is no snooze button because you commit to all of the other things that are important in your life. And one of the um, life coaches that I follow and in some of the research that I've done, they make it very clear to force you to commit to yourself. Things that are important, you do them. So if you're not doing it, then it's not important. So if you keep making promises to yourself and you keep breaking them, then essentially you're not important to yourself. That's sad. You know what I mean? So for me, I had to get to a place where I'm like, okay, if I could commit to everyone else and I'm running in 50 different directions, I need to commit to myself. Um, so that has been really big. Another thing is the power of I am, right? So I do affirmations. Um, not even always long and drawn out. Sometimes I do them, you know, for 10, 20 minutes. Sometimes it may just be, yes, I love it. (laughs) Right? I write them and then I'll post them. Yes, I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's like, 
sometimes they're, you know, five or six things, or sometimes it's just a couple of things that you just, in your mind, you tell, you know, you tell yourself, you know, I am, I am. And, and the energy that you put out, a lot of it is based on the conversations that you're having with yourself. So like all of the negative self-talk, it's like, no, I'm not going to keep telling myself negative things. I'm going to tell myself positive things. And even if they aren't real, the funny thing is your mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not. And if you continue to say the same thing over and over again, guess what? Your mind is going to start to seek out ways to make you right. So if you tell yourself, I'm all, I'm going to be broke forever, your mind is going to seek out ways for you to be broke forever. So you're going to spend money frivolously and, you know, all these different things. But if you tell yourself, I am wealthy, I am independent, mm-hmm. I am, you know, all these things, you'll start looking for opportunities and things like that, that normally your mind wouldn't seek out. But because it's in the forefront of your mind now, you start to yeah. seek out these different things. Um, so the power of I am and positive self-talk, very important. Um, another thing is gratitude. A lot of people don't put a lot of weight on gratitude, but it can change your mood. So if you're feeling bad, oh, you know, I, my alarm didn't go off. I'm late for work, right? That's Now I got an attitude. My day has started off bad. But if you think about it, but I woke up this morning. Thank you, Lord, for letting me wake up this morning. Thank you for having a roof over my head to wake up this morning. Thank you for letting me have a vehicle outside. Or if you take Uber or have a ride or whatever your situation is, thank you for letting me have a way to get from plan A to plan B. You know, those types of things. And you start to think about maybe there was an accident that the powers that be is protecting you. Or maybe that's why I overslept. Maybe I needed a couple extra hours because my body was tired. Maybe it was something going on at work that I needed to avoid. So maybe that's why you know now obviously if you're just habitually late that is not the case so let's not you know use that as an excuse but in all actuality instead of focusing on the negative things make yourself because it's not easy but make yourself focus on the positive things and it'll be the difference between having a bad five or ten minutes and having a bad day you know so um those i would say are the the bigger things and the last thing i'll say is setting emotional boundaries Listen, if if the listeners don't do anything else, set emotional boundaries. Don't give people access to control the way that you feel, your day, things like that. Now, I know people are like, oh, but that's easier said than done. It's really not, right? It's really just you making a conscious effort to say, I'm sorry, and nicely, right? Don't have an attitude because then people can't receive it. But I'm sorry, I can't allow you to speak to me that way. I can talk to you however you want. Okay, well, listen, I can't control the way that you speak. I can't control the way that I respond to it. And I'm choosing not to engage into this conversation. So you give me a call back when you're in a better mood. Or don't give me a call back at all. You know, depending on the relationship, that may be, you know, the choice. You know what I mean? If people are calling you and they're all up in arms and going off and things like, listen, if it's not an emergency, Right now, I can't deal with that. I'm so sorry. Listen, I'm going to be praying for you. Call me once you figure it out, whatever the case may be. I hope it works. Give me a call later on. Because I can't let you get me upset about something that nine times out of 10, you're not even going to be upset about it yourself later. But you've disrupted my entire day. (laughs) You know what I mean? From this thing. So just suddenly. People want you to feel how they feel. Exactly. And it's just a moment. Like like you're saying, it's just 
a just moment. a moment exactly and mm-hmm. especially for people that mm-hmm. are really empathetic and take on other people's feelings it's draining it's very 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 draining and that's why you got to set those boundaries and you have to set those boundaries and it's not an easy thing right for family members and friends that are close just my personal experience it takes time sometimes. It takes sometimes over and over and over again saying, I did not ask you not to like joke with me like that. You know what I mean? Because people play everything off as a joke. That's not funny to me. I don't like that. You know, did not ask you, you know what I mean? I did not tell you that this isn't my preference or, you know, and things like that. And give them time, right? Because you're growing and you're changing. So you have to give them time to get acclimated to the new version of you if they're worth it. Now, everybody doesn't deserve the time to get acclimated. But if we're talking about people that are important in your life, give them time to figure it out. But you have to be consistent with those emotional boundaries. And eventually, they'll respect them. Even if they don't like them, they don't have a choice but to respect them. And you'll learn that you'll have a lot less days of feeling sad, of arguments, of you know all these different things. You'll learn it. I mean, this is where I am right now, I am the happiest that I've been in a very, very long time. And I was making six figures. I was traveling all over, you know what I mean? The state's free of charge. And right now I'm not doing any of this, a pandemic. None of us are really going anywhere unless you absolutely have to, you know what I mean? But I, I'm so much happier now because I've put some of these things into place. So, I mean, it, it's crazy the tips and, and, and tools that you learn from being a life coach and obviously having a life coach, but Right, right. Because mm-hmm. I, I talked about how life coaching has helped me become more present mm-hmm. and appreciate being present. And I liked how some of the things that you talked about went along that theme of you, you have to be present um, and, and holding yourself accountable. You, you have to be present to hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that life coaching has helped me understand and appreciate is what I expect in others, I need to first provide for myself. And it's something that you said a few moments ago that kind of um, triggered that thought. But I'm of the mindset, you know, especially when it comes to relationships. You know, a lot of folks like to have a laundry list of he or she or they need to be this, 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 and this. Okay, are you this, 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 and this? Right. Have you been able to provide yourself with all the things that you are seeking from someone else right. where you, you know, because I, I found myself and I feel like many of us, you know, we seek validation from the outside when we are fully capable yes. of validating ourselves. Yes. So that's something else that life coaching has taught me. Yes, absolutely. The only person you should be in competition with is yourself. Because the thing is, is that the the map is not the journey. Just if you really think about that, right? So here's the map. Here's point A to point B. But how you get from point A to point B is very different than how I get from point A to point B, how the next person gets from point A to point B. So just because we're going along the same map and we're following the same instructions doesn't mean we're going to have the same challenges, the same, you know, obstacles, the same opportunities, you know, and things like that. And A lot of people, like you said, they get caught up in the validation of others and, oh, I need to get this card. I was talking to my younger brother. We have a a 10 year difference. Right. So I'm talking to my young brother. He's in his, you know, 
I don't know, he's he's 10, because that makes me 20, right? So no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm kidding, he's in his early we'll 20s. Right, exactly, we'll go with that. He's in his early 20s. And we were talking about how people go out and they buy the big cars and they do this. And I was like, but why would you do that? And he's like, so you can flex. And I'm like, but why do you need to flex? And he's like, so people don't think like, you know, you don't have or whatever. I said, so you're gonna put yourself in a situation where you make what they thought about you true trying to prove them that it's not true so if you're driving a nice little you know toyota corolla or something like that and that car is good it's clean it gets you from point a to point b and you go out and you buy a benz because you're trying to prove to people that you're not broke well guess what you just made yourself broke because all the little extra money that you had now you're broke so yep. if you think about it, it doesn't make any sense. And a lot of people, like you said, are trying to validate themselves through other people and trying to put on this face and things like that, instead of just saying, listen, this is where I'm at and I'm gonna do my thing. And loving where you at. Exactly. Embracing where you at. Okay, exactly. telling people where you at. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and, say, and letting them know that if you can't accept where I'm at or if this doesn't work for you, guess what, you have a choice. That part. You don't have to be in my space. That part. And then it's weird because we know these things, mm-hmm. and we try to force it. We try yeah. to force it to be in each other's face. Uh, yeah. Space. And so now it's just volatile arguments, right. fighting, right. miscommunication, disagreements out the wazoo. What? We don't have to go through all this. But what? But what? Here's your choices, and you know what I mean. And the thing is, is that as you grow, it's, you, you're not going to stay in the same space, right? But you have to just make right. sure that the people that you're connecting with, your tribe, your friends, your family, whatever you want to call them, understand that you are an ever-evolving creature, as everyone should. Right. If you spend a day and you don't learn anything, you wasted the day. You know what I mean? It doesn't even have to be anything amazing. It could be something very simple, but at least you, you, you add it to your knowledge. You know what I mean? And ultimately... Just going back to what we were talking about, if you remember that my only competition is me, it'll take away a lot of the depression because I'm not going to go on Facebook or Instagram or these places and look at what you have and everything that you have going on because I'm okay with me and my path and my plan. So I know I'm not going to always be here. In my mess. In my my mess, okay? We got to own our mess. Exactly, exactly. And you work towards fixing it right mm-hmm. and you work towards growing into being the, the better version of you that's all you can Absolutely. do but as long as you're distracted by what everyone else is doing you know it leads to a lot of unnecessary things like you said low self-esteem depression frustration you're never content with what you have because you're constantly comparing yourself to someone else figure out what your dream is and work towards that don't work towards someone else's dream Figure out what you love, what you're passionate about, and put your all into that. And that's how you determine and measure your success, not based off of someone else's. Right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> that was so dope. But before you leave, is there anything else you would like to leave with the Hunger family? Um, the only thing I would say is that the same way I close all of all of my um, my posts is. Make sure that you are grateful for what you have. Work really hard for what you want and be intentional and have an, ama- an amazing day and go do something great. That's it. Just, just be intentional and just go do something great. Even if it's making your bed, that's great because you didn't make it yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> let, me, 
<laughs> Let me tell you how this guy on Twitter, he tweeted that. He tweeted out, he was like, did you make your bed today? And I was like, oh, I never make my bed. And he was like, why? Because he said something about how it doesn't look good. Mm. Um, you know, it, it just, it looks better when you make your bed, it's neat, everything. Yeah. And I was like, nah, it kind of looks like a box to me. And I was like, <laughs> when my bed is messy and unmade, it literally looks like something that is ready for me to just jump back into. And that should have been his response to you. The reason you make your bed every day, just being a life coach for a moment, is two reasons. Mm -hmm. The first reason is when you get out of bed, you make your bed because it'll make you not want to get back in it. Like you said, if your bed is all messy and delicious, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, and I'm gonna get right back mm. in the bed. I'm not, I'm not, because listen, I have 10 more minutes. Well, thank God I don't got that problem. <laughs> right. Because usually, my, call, my call started at 8.30 in the morning. So okay. I, unfortunately, I don't have the luxury of getting back in the bed. But to your point, I yeah. can see that. Exactly. And that's if your bed is, if it's not made, okay, I can get back in the bed. I have 10 more minutes. I have 10 more minutes. When so I'm get back in the you bed. late. You late. You you're late. Minutes. You're late. And it wasn't the late that we were talking about earlier. You're just late. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the second reason is you start being consistent and you create a win. So if you, if you say you haven't accomplished anything else today, I got up, I got out the bed when my alarm went off, and I made my bed. It's a small thing, but you begin to train your mind to say, I can be consistent with this task. So then the next task that you start, well, I already have one small thing that I did, so maybe I can do something a little bit bigger. Maybe now when I get up, I make my bed, now I'm gonna walk for 10 minutes in the morning. And you create a, a mindset where that commitment is coming in, that consistency is coming in. You have your first win for the day because you can check that off of your to-do list. And the thing mm. is, is that it's a small thing to be proud of, but at least it's something that you can say, good job. I pat myself on the yeah. back for everything. Listen, I make yeah. lists, and if I do something that wasn't on the list, I'll write it on the list just so I can cross off that I did it. Because it is an accomplishment for that day, and you want to be kind to yourself so that you can keep yourself going. You don't get anything out of beating yourself up. So you might as well be proud of right. every little thing that you do. Which I think we are professionals at doing, beating ourselves up and beating ourselves down. Exactly. Exactly. More, more so than loving ourselves, and I, and I'm, I'm, I feel a, a, a shift happening with a lot of us, mm -hmm. and that's why I, I love to engage on platforms like this with people like yourself, where we can share, um, motivate, and uplift people. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we just want to be healthy. We want to live right. longer, um, live more lives. We want to be acknowledged. We want to be loved. Yeah. I think these are all things that we and we want to be we want to feel safe yeah you absolutely. know however you identify wherever you live wherever your background is I think the things that I just mentioned are pretty universal yes, yes. across the board <laughs> yeah across the yeah. board I agree I agree yeah. amazing life coach Tracy y'all Remind the people where they can find you. Awesome. So, you guys can obviously find me on Facebook. Just my name, Tracy Cunningham. Tracy with an E. So, T-R-A-C-E-Y. Um, Cunningham. I'm also on Twitter, Life Coach Tracy um, on Twitter. And then on Instagram, I am Life Coach underscore Tracy. 
um, on Instagram. So definitely feel free to reach out to me. Um, I hope you guys got something amazing from this. Eric, thank you so much for having me on. This is amazing. We've been meaning to do this forever. So this is great. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. I'm hung up on you, my coach Tracy. And I'm also hung up on everyone who are, whatever that step is, you're doing something different to feel better. Yes. So, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I hope y'all enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Big shout out to Life Coach Tracy for coming through. Thank you. I love you, big sis. If you didn't catch it earlier, you can now call into the show and leave your episode feedback. Make a confession or if you need advice or to just say what's up the official hung up podcast hotline phone number is 484-578-9992 as always follow and support this podcast on all platforms just search at hung up pod that's h-u-n-g-u-p-p-o-d thanks for dialing in with me peace y'all A lot of people get hung up in this. You treat people the way you want to be treated, which is incorrect. And that's the thing that I, I've been really trying to teach a lot of my clients and just even in my personal life, you don't treat people the way you want to be treated. You pe- treat people the way they want to be treated. There's a very big difference because what I want you to do for me may not be the same thing that you want me to do for you. You see what I'm saying? So when people are like the golden rule is treat people how you want to be treated. But if I don't have an issue with someone having an attitude or with someone not calling back or not texting or whatever the scenario is, then, and I do the same thing to you, that's not meeting your need. That's meeting my need and we're different people. You know what I mean? So people need to understand. What a dope perspective. Thank you for bringing that out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, bro. Bro, what's your name, bro?